guys. Welcome to another episode of Marketing, Management, and Money. I am your host, Ryan Murray. And I'm your host, Ryan Holmes. Today, we're going to be talking about the Marketing Triangle. It's a pretty awesome tool that is going to help you understand how your target market is positioned and how you can reach that target market. Yeah, I love the Marketing Triangle. It's one of my favorite topics. Yeah. So let's kind of jump in and uh, just give a little bit of a foundation of what we mean when we're talking about the Marketing Triangle. So anytime you, I, any of our listeners make a purchase, they do it based on this idea of price, quality, and differentiation. Now, when I say differentiation, I'm talking about innovation or trendy or unique, something that's, you know, it's different, yeah. right? So if you think about it, and I'm going to use me as an example here. Okay. When it comes to buying vehicles, I am definitely a price shopper. Like, I don't really yeah. care. I, I look at it and I'm just like, hey, you know what? They all get me from point A to point B. Yeah, it's a tool. It's a tool. And so I'm going to go out there and I'm going to kind of buy, you know, some used car that looks nice and gets me where I need to go. And, and, I, and I'm good enough with that. But there are other people out there that are just like, no. You know, they've got to have a super souped up car that can go faster than any road in the United States will allow them. You know, yeah. I mean, or they've got to have something super trendy and, and unique and different. With all the bells and whistles, yeah. backup cameras, heated seats, cooled seats. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I'm not that way. You've seen the truck that I drive. It's yeah. definitely on the price side of the triangle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you move down to the quality, when you start getting, so using me as an example, uh, my food, I'm very much into high quality food. So I'll spend more money for what I consider to be, you know, better ingredients or more natural sources, or, you know, maybe it's going to be organic or it's going to be fresh or it's going to be, you know, and, and I'm willing to pay that premium because to me that's, that's better quality and it's worth it. Right. But then if we move on to the differentiation side, so when it comes to entertainment, I'm very much a differentiator Yeah, because I'm not your typical, hey, let's do dinner and a movie. That, that to me is really not that interesting. And so I'm looking for new, unique ways to, you know, recreate or to find entertainment or, you know, to do things a little bit different, a little bit, you know, kind of exciting. And, and, and that that's what's important to me. Yeah. And and we could run this example with you or with anyone else. And, and that's how yeah. we make our buying decisions is, you know, everything that we look at, we look at through this lens of, okay, do I care about the uh, the low price? Am I trying to find something that's higher quality or am I looking for a unique experience? Right. And something I want to note with that example is that, and this relates to the small business side of things. So we're, we're kind of talking about the consumer side of things here, right? This also relates to the small business side of things in that when you decide to buy high quality produce or ingredients or whatever, you're willing to sacrifice on something else, right? Yeah. So you, uh, you're not necessarily sacrifice or I'm, I apologize. You're not necessarily going after differentiation. You're willing to sacrifice that, you know, that may be some Thai cuisine or, or something that you wouldn't normally yeah, yeah. So feed into your diet. What, 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 when I go to the grocery store and I'm picking up stuff, I'm really not shopping for something that's kind of you know foreign or ethnic or you know I, it's yeah. it's Star pretty fruit. straight. Yeah, kumquat. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also willing to sacrifice a little bit of the price. I'm like, exactly. I'll pay a premium. That doesn't mean that I'm not that I'm out there looking for the most expensive thing I can find. It just means that. 
I know that there's a cheaper option, but yes. I'm not interested in the cheaper option. Yes. I'm interested in the quality option. Yes. So I'm sacrificing the price. I'm sacrificing the differentiation to make that quality purchase. Yes. And it's important for us to understand that as small business owners, because we appeal with our products or services that we offer, we appeal or we should appeal to one uh, kind of have an emphasis towards one point on that triangle because if we try to appeal to every point on that triangle we're we're, we're going to bet the farm and we're going to lose you can't offer and and this isn't you, you know you may be able to sustain it for a minute uh but long term you're not going to be able to run that okay so give 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 me an example here you're sure. saying that you know we can't do everything what do you mean we can't do everything yeah so say that let's let's see Say that I produce um, high quality flatware, right? Okay. okay. So I come in and I'm sourcing the the finest materials from all over the world, and it costs me a substantial amount of money to bring those in and to put those together and and whatnot, and not only that, but I'm also going to add this new innovative twist on it so that innovative flatware. Yeah. Right. So like (laughs) self-cleaning flatware. Right. So, but again, that's like, that's high quality. You're bringing in, if you have self-cleaning flatware, I know this is random, but, (laughs) and you have self-cleaning flatware that's super high quality. You could just go with designer flatware. That would also be the differentiator. Okay, fine. So, Oh yeah. Okay. So let's run with that. Say, say you're having your flatware designed by some famous artist. artist. Yeah. Exactly. It's custom. There's no yeah. two like it in the world. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. So you have the best materials, you have the best designer and you have the lowest price. So inherently, and I think every one of us feels this in their gut, you know, the sinking feeling of, Oh my gosh, if I'm bringing in all these quality things and these different things from this artist, I I can't offer the lowest price yeah. because I'm losing money at that point. I'm I'm selling, you know, something that I can offer for tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars and I'm selling it for forty nine ninety nine on a Walmart shelf. That doesn't work. So, so I love the fact that you kind of gave an extreme example. I mean, it was yeah. a little bit, yeah, a little, it, it was a little extreme, bit out there, but, but it drives it, the point home. It, it drives the point home. So let's go with that same kind of thing and let's go a little bit more subtle. Sure. I was working with a business once. It was a service oriented business. Uh, this lady, she taught classes mm-hmm. and she was good at what she did. And I asked her, I'm like, okay, how much are you charging for your classes? And when she told me, she was not even making minimum wage by oh the time gosh. you factored in all of the preparation that went into these classes. Now, her heart was definitely in it. She loved it. She was super passionate about it. Yeah. But she was so frustrated because she's like, I'm going to have to shut down my business because I'm just not yeah. making it. Yeah, and that's a shame that I think a lot of small business owners face. And so when I told her, I'm just like, you got to raise your price. And she's like, well... I can't raise my price because I don't. I don't think that people would pay what what I would need to make. Yeah, I don't want to offend anybody. Yeah, and so then I said to her, "Well, then you need to lower your quality." Mm-hmm. And, and she was actually offended with me because she's yeah. like, "What? What? Lower my quality? You want me to do an inferior?" And I'm just like, "No, 
but I want you to match up. If if you really feel like you need to keep your price point that low, then you've got to lower your quality. And what did I mean by lowering the quality? In this example, it's the amount of preparation that she was putting into each and every single yeah. you know class that she was teaching. And and it was it wasn't the class itself. She could make money on the classes, but she couldn't make any money on the prep time because she didn't get paid for any of the prep time. She only got paid for teaching classes. Right. And and so she didn't understand that by upping the quality but not upping the price, she was violating those principles of the marketing triangle. You can't be everything to everyone. Right. And so the reason why that's so important for small business owners and entrepreneurs to understand is that not only can you not be all things to all people, but when you do hone in on where you land on the triangle, on one of the sides of the triangle, whether that's uh, emphasis on quality with a little bit of uh, direction toward price or differentiation, whatever it may be, wherever you land on that, it hones in your marketing, your whole business strategy in terms of how you advertise and how you do things internally. And it really trims up the fat that a lot of small businesses kind of collect over the years, right? right? right. Yeah, that baggage. Yeah, it, so it trims that up. And rather than being this, this small business that's in a position of, oh my gosh, I might have to shut my doors because I don't know, I can't make this work, to a small business that's thriving and that's really appealing to their love group. And I think that key, that piece is key. You need to appeal to the top 20% of your customers, your love group, the people who just are madly in love raving about mm -hmm. your products, because that does a couple of things that makes it easier for you to do business as a small business. It, it helps identify your target market, who those are. And that comes from where you land on the triangle. But as you do that, as you really appeal to that love group, it also draws in other people. It, it broadens the love group. Yeah. So, and, so, and you're going to offend people by doing that, right? Like if you focus in, so say you are a, a high, high quality, say you're, say you're, making high quality denim okay. jeans that are going to last forever. Uh, this is much more <laughs> relatable <laughs> than, than my, my self-cleaning <laughs> flatware example. <laughs> so uh, if you're, if you're producing high quality denim and you're, pre you're presenting it at, you know, 80, 90 bucks a pair of jeans, then somebody who buys their, their jeans from Walmart because they don't care they just need something to put on their body and go out to do whatever and ruin. They don't care. They want to spend 20 bucks on a pair of jeans. Yeah. Those people are going to look at that price and be like, Oh, I'm never going to buy yeah. 80 yeah. or $90. And, and as sometimes as a, as a small business, it's a little bit hard to hear that. Like, uh, that's not worth it. It's like, Oh crap. Like maybe, maybe I do need to lower my price or, you know, you, you kind of start to doubt things and, so landing or, or having a concept of where you land on that triangle is key to supporting your confidence as a small business owner as well. So you, you keep saying something here. You keep saying where you land on that triangle. I'm going to take just a second and I'm going to talk about what we mean when yeah. we say land on that Please triangle. Do. So if you picture the triangle, 
we've talked about price quality and differentiation. And the way we like to draw it out is we put price at the top point, we put quality at that bottom right, and we put differentiation at that bottom left. And your business is kind of like a little, you know, a little a little point somewhere along the perimeter of the triangle. And so every time you're saying where you land on that triangle, it's it's sort of like where do you want to position yourself? So on one of those lines. On one of those lines. Yeah. So if I position myself using the, uh, you know, the jeans example where it's like, okay, I want to have a nicer pair of jeans. So I'm going to position myself down by quality. So if I was down in that bottom right corner and just focusing on only quality, then I'm looking at like the, the quality of the material. How well does it hold up? Mm-hmm. The quality of the stitching. Uh, you know, some other factors of quality could be the convenience, um, you know, could be yeah. the, the, you know, the, the brand, how, you know, how stable or secure the brand is, different things like that. And so as I'm, as I'm going uh, with this strategy, I am sacrificing price and I am sacrificing differentiation. Now, I could, let's say that I've got these high quality jeans that I'm producing, but I'm like, oh, I've noticed that there's a demand in the market for not only high quality, but very fashionable jeans. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to move along the bottom perimeter of that triangle, kind of gravitating toward the differentiation side. And so now... I'm sort of splitting the difference between quality and differentiation, which means that I'm completely ignoring price. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm sacrificing. And that was your yes. example of the guy yeah. who he, you know, he wants to buy the $20 jeans. He's completely appalled at the fact that it's like, oh, these are 80, 90, $150 jeans, you know, whatever. But there are people out there that love that kind of stuff yeah. and live for it and live for it. And they, they're appalled at buying a $20 pair of jeans. They're like, I wouldn't be caught dead wearing a $20 yeah. pair of jeans. Right. And and so as you position yourself on the triangle, you automatically are appealing to a certain customer group and you're pushing off another customer group. Right. But that's smart business. It's yes. smart to do that because as you appeal to your love group, to your target market, to those people who really want what you have to offer – as you appeal to them, then you know you want to grow that base because they're the ones that are going to spend the money with you. If you try right. and appeal to everybody, then you're just kind of in the middle, and everyone's like, no, no one's really passionate about what you're doing, and they're kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm not into this because it it doesn't make sense. It just seems like high priced, overpriced jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, and and it introduces confusion. Your customers, if you're if you're landing in the middle you know, in the, in the, not on the line, but in the middle of that triangle, you're trying to be all three. You're yeah. You're trying to be all three and it becomes from your customer standpoint, it becomes non, not believable. So if you're, if you're introducing, uh, an infomercial type of product and, and, you know, instead of three easy payments of nine 99, it's three, 13 easy payments of $755. (laughs) It's like, uh, I don't know. There's yeah. no way this is, there's no way this is a uh, infomercial type of a product. Right. And, and the inverse is also true. If you're saying I've got this really great product, it's going to last forever and it's super different. It's something the market has never seen. And it's $4. It's like, <laughs> mm, ah, I don't believe you. Right. And then they're not going to buy. Right. Right. You know, I, uh, I actually, uh, I was working with a restaurant 
And they were totally caught in this dilemma of trying to be all things to all people. Mm-hmm. So on their menu, they felt like they needed to keep their pricing low. And so they looked at everyone else that was in their market segment and they priced accordingly. They basically mm. said, okay, we're going to match this price point. Yeah. But then at the same token, there's like, oh, we need to be high quality. So they wanted to go with fresh ingredients and bigger portions. So their their Ooh. cost structure was going up. Yeah. And then just to give it the kicker is they wanted to be different and so they were trying to put this trendy twist to it so okay. constantly coming up with the new recipes yeah. And, yeah. and their menu was constantly changing. And I'll tell you what you you would think and this is what the owner thought. They assumed that because they were, you know, priced the same as everybody else, and that they were, you know, super innovative with their recipes, constantly updating, and that they had the highest ingredients, that everyone was just like, oh, man, that's where I want to go. Yeah. But what ended up happening was they actually got into the situation where they couldn't keep up with the yeah. cost structure, yeah. and their cost ended up putting them out of business and they shut their doors and you yeah. know they they only lasted for you know it was less than a year yeah. sadly yeah that's a bummer it sounds like a great place yeah. or it could have been could have been yeah, yeah. you know if, if they would have just dropped one of the things if they would have said hey you know what let's raise our prices to put them where they need to be or you know let's uh let's not try and be constantly reinventing ourselves yeah. and you know and yeah if, if they would have just dropped one of those things they probably would have done just fine yeah well, and the other thing too is, is as you go along in business, you can definitely shift a little bit on, on the triangle. So you take McDonald's, for example. Okay. So when they first started out, they had a revolutionary concept of fast food. They nailed it. They had this assembly line kind of a process mm-hmm. and it was consistent across all restaurants what well what eventually became all of their restaurants right they just blew up because yeah. they had this dialed in process yeah. high quality so we're yep. focusing on high quality there right exactly and so as they went along they realized that you know if we just can pump these things out and we can do it at a lower price we're going to appeal to a much broader audience but what is required there is volume it's mm-hmm. key piece to being in that price segment is you can't and I and this is where I'm sure that that small business struggled is you you can't well essentially yeah you can't land in the middle of the triangle you can't have this super different process and only have a few customers and be charging a small amount of money for it right right so let let let's do a couple takeaways before we wrap up. Sure, I I, I want to uh, I I want to give our listeners a little bit of an opportunity to know what they need to have in order to be competitive in each of these segments. So you already talked about price, but let's reiterate this just so that we're clear. If I want to be competitive in the price arena, I have to have volume. Right. There's no way around it. You have to have high volume. Now, most small businesses struggle with getting high volume. This is a difficult space. Right. Because high volume requires high capital expenditure. Yeah. And a lot of the big boys, 
they want to tackle that high volume. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go into a Costco, that place is crowded for a reason. Yeah, There's a ton of volume moving through there, but those margins yeah. are super tight mm-hmm. and, and it's difficult. It's very difficult for a small business to, um, you know, to, to be on that, that high volume, uh, you know, low, low price point uh, right. spectrum. Yeah, and they've got their pro- their processes dialed in, and that's where they're able to offer such low margins because they know that as as long as they're getting high volume, they're efficient enough, and they have it dialed in enough that they can take small margins all day long. Yeah, yeah. And so where I've actually seen most small businesses be successful is in high quality or differentiation. Yeah. Now. Every space on the triangle, it depends your market, and you know what your target group is looking for. I mean, I have seen the small businesses be successful at a low price point, but um, you know some of these other spaces, they tend to be a little bit uh, less competitive for a small business to get into. But what mm. do you need to have high quality? High quality is a perception. And so mm, yeah. it's not what you consider point. high quality. It's what your customers consider high quality. Mm-hmm. And I've seen the mistake of a lot of these small businesses. They'll spend a lot of time worrying about what they care about. Uh, yeah. You know, I uh, I worked with a business that uh, they did these uh, um, countertops. Okay. And to them, they thought that the high quality was all about the quality of the countertops themselves, Yeah. but their customer service and their response time was really bad. And so they mm. gained a perception of low quality and they didn't understand because there's like, you know, my work is great. And I'm like, yeah, your work's beautiful, but your customer service and your response time is slow and so people actually perceive you as a low quality because that's what they're gauging you against and so if you're gonna if you're gonna compete in the quality arena you've got to really understand what your customer considers high quality versus low quality yeah that perception is key perception. it's not you're right it's not about what you think it's about how your customers perceive your product or service yeah so the final one that differentiation piece if I want to be competitive as a differentiator, it's constantly moving, constantly evolving. I can't yeah. get comfortable in this space. And that's where I see the mistake of the small businesses. They'll be a differentiator. They'll be an innovator. They'll be a trendsetter. They'll hold that space for a couple years, and then they get comfortable. Yeah. And the second they get comfortable, there's someone right behind you that's like, boom, I'm ready to take that spot from you. And so yep. you constantly have to be innovating. What you did yesterday is not good enough for tomorrow, and you cannot get comfortable in that space. And so if you're an innovator, and a lot of small businesses are, that's how they get their start is they come right. up with something that's a little bit unique and creative. Yeah. The, the really big companies, they struggle to be innovative because they're so big. They move like big ocean liners that can't react very quickly it takes them forever to just make a little turn right and, right. and so these small businesses that are you know kind of like a, a wave runner out there they can yeah. just hop around and you know bounce around wherever real fast real agile but the second they get comfortable the second they slow down 
then you know they're just going to get gobbled up by the competition. Yeah. So so those are kind of your takeaways. Uh, you know, if you're looking at, at competing on price, you got to have volume. If you're looking at competing on quality, you got to have the perception of the customer. Mm-hmm. And if you look at competing as a differentiation, is you got to constantly be moving, constantly be innovating. Yeah. And so I think there are a couple of things that we will go into in future episodes that really begin to put this into effect. Right. So we've been talking a lot about theory and examples, which I think is great because we definitely need to be able to understand that as like that's the foundation that, that we need to understand and start to implement as small businesses. But then that lends itself to your target market. How do you find yourself as a or how do you find your customer base? Uh, and whether whether that's be, if you're a established small business or if you're a brand new entrepreneur just starting out, those are two very different scenarios, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're uh, d- dialing in your target market kind of stems from this. Another piece that stems from this that we kind of alluded to is then how do you utilize, what marketing touch points do you utilize and how do you best utilize those? And so there are a few different things that we'll talk about in more in depth in future episodes, but I think that's probably enough for today. So I think it's been a great conversation. I love the marketing triangle and I'm super stoked that we had the opportunity to, to bring this into the podcast. Yeah. yeah, This has been really good. And as you touched on, there's a lot of pieces that we're going to bring into this. And so if you guys like what you heard, stay tuned, uh, subscribe and uh, catch us on the next episode. Thanks.